Hello, and welcome to Next Reads, a podcast where we read the first chapter of a YA, young adult, or middle grade book to help you figure out what to read next. This podcast might contain language or situations that some listeners might find offensive or unsettling. The North Liberty Library does not necessarily endorse any author's views, but it does support the freedom of speech and the freedom to read. Now on to the show. I'm your host, Erin, Youth and Teen Services Librarian at the North Liberty Library. My pronouns are she and her, and you can find me almost every day at the library, handing out snacks and feeding the guinea pig and doing lots of programs for the library. All right, so welcome listeners. Today, I am going to be reading a young adult book. Well, not the whole book, obviously first chapter because that's what I do and I'm excited to read from the Return to Fear Street series by R.L. Stein, and this one is called Drop Dead Gorgeous. If you've never read an R.L. Stein book, they're lots of fun. The Fear Street books were his answer to like his Goosebumps books. Those were for younger kids. The Fear Street books tend to be for older junior high and like younger high school kids. So I enjoyed them very much when I was of that age and I hope that you check some of these out as well. All right, so Morgan Marks is the new girl and nobody can stop talking about her. She's popular, smart, and beautiful. Everyone wants to be her friend, but her past is veiled in mystery and no one knows exactly where she came from. Now the annual Linden High Alumni Festival is just around the corner and Morgan's dark secrets are about to be dug up in bold for all the world to see. So that's the setup of this book. All right, so part one. Dear Diary, I'm always so happy to get back to you. The truth is, I never really feel like myself until I'm with you. It's as if I can reveal myself only to you. I know I could write this on my phone or maybe with one of those diary apps on my laptop, but I like the feel of your soft leather cover, the rich glow of your creamy paper and the pen in my hand, the scratch on the paper that seems so real, so close from thoughts to words. You are so close to me. You are my private listener diary, away from all snoops, away from everyone who might misunderstand me. It's so easy to eavesdrop online. So let's start a new page. We are all about fresh starts after all. Yes, I'm excited. So many possibilities, so many dreams to fulfill, ambitions to achieve, and should I say danger to face? A fresh start for me is all about new friends and experiences, new guys, new laughs, even romance. What a quaint old word. I feel a warm glow as I think about this diary. I know I'm not a talented writer, I don't need to be a talented writer to tell you the truth of my life, but fresh starts always give me this warm feeling, this tingle of excitement. So many new ways to satisfy yourself, to satisfy your hunger. Yes, diary, fresh starts mean so much more to you when you are dead. Okay, technically that's the end of the first chapter, but that was literally like a page and a half long, so I'm gonna keep going. Chapter two, told by Julie Hart. You know I can't serve you alcohol. You have to be 21. The waitress was a lanky beanpole of a girl with stringy hair, watery brown eyes, and a tense, impatient frown on her face. Her name tag was pinned on upside down, but I could still read it. Jeannie. She tapped the iPad in her hand, 
eager to take our order. We're not here to drink, I said. We're here to see Zane. She blinked at me. Who's Zane? Our friend, I said. He's doing a stand-up routine tonight. I'm laughing already, she said. She tapped the iPad some more. I'll just have fries and a Coke, Amber said. Is Pepsi okay? The waitress asked. Sure. Does anyone ever say no to that question? As an aside, this is me speaking, Aaron, on behalf of myself. Absolutely. I say no to that question. If Pepsi is the only thing served, I'll just have water. Okay. I stared at the menu. Can I have a cheeseburger? You don't have to ask permission, Jeannie said. She tapped on the iPad. You're funny, Amber said. Do you do stand-up too? It was a logical question. We were sitting in chuckles, after all. That's the only comedy club in Linden. The waitress nodded. Yeah, I do stand-up. I also do brain surgery. And I'm an astronaut. She turned to leave. Our friends are coming, I told her. There will be five of us. Well, that just made my night, she said. She stepped up to another table, a table with three guys, and began tapping her iPad again. Amber grinned at me. I don't think she likes her job. I laughed. Is she the most sarcastic person in the world or what? It was a little after 8.30 and the club was filling up. I glanced around the tables, which were jammed tightly around the square room. They were filled mostly with 20-somethings, a lot of students probably from the community college. Some couples holding hands over the small tables, tall beer glasses at just about every table. Amber and I were the only high school students that I could see. It was an 18 and up club, and they were serious about not serving people under 21. The performers were adults too, but Zane's cousin, Martin Finn, owns Chuckles, and he said Zane could come to open mic night and bring some of his friends. Amber tangled a wisp of her brown hair, spinning it on a finger, then untangling it, then tangling it again. Amber is kind of a tense person, and that's one of her habits. Actually, she hates her hair. Maybe that's why she tortures it. It's light brown and not really curly and not straight either. She hates her hair and she hates wearing glasses and she thinks her nose is too long. She's always putting herself down and if you try to say something nice, she says you're a liar. I look like an anteater next to you, Amber said to me once when we were standing in front of a mirror together. She tugged at her nose. I think anteaters are cute, I said, giving my blonde hair a fluff. Shut up, Julie. That's her normal reply. It's probably why we've been friends since third grade. Only really good friends can tell each other to shut up all the time. I wish Amber could just calm down. She bites her nails and tortures her hair, and I guess she's just not happy in her own skin. But she's a good friend. We really do care about one another. And she's smart and serious and maybe the top student at Linden High. That has to count for something. For sure, she's gotten me through a lot of trig and chem tests. I'm not dumb. Yeah, dumb blanc joke here, haha. But I don't think I'd get the same grades without Amber's help. Amber pushed her glasses up her nose. What made Zane want to do this anyway, she asked. He's been writing his comedy act for weeks, I said. But what made him think he's funny? Zane isn't funny. He's so shy and quiet, he never cracks jokes in class. I shrugged. Beats me. It's just something he wanted to do. You're like his best friend, she said. Didn't he explain it to you? No. He said, lots of stand-ups are shy and quiet till they get on stage. Amber bit her bottom lip. Yeah, but what if he gets on stage and he's still shy and quiet? A middle-aged couple squeezed into the table next to ours. Amber and I nodded hello. 
The man had a big belly poking out of his Hawaiian shirt, and he had a lot of trouble fitting in behind the small table. Liam should be the stand-up comic, Amber said. Liam is funny. I nodded. Liam is funny. Funny looking. Amber grinned. Do you think? Liam Franklin is an awesome guy, but his hair stands straight up on his head and his nose is like a bird beak. Add to that his tiny round black eyes. He looks a lot like a rooster. Seriously. And as we talked about him, Liam appeared. He slid through a line of people waiting for tables and dropped down across from me beside Amber. Despite the warm spring weather, Liam wore a heavy black leather jacket. He had a black and red Cleveland Indians baseball cap on backward. Hey, this place is crowded, he said. I'll bet they all came to see Zane. For sure, I said. He's going to bomb big time, isn't he? Liam sighed. Amber punched the sleeve of his jacket. I thought you were Zane's friend. We're here to support him, right? Liam didn't answer. He unzipped the leather jacket halfway, reached inside and pulled out a bottle of white wine. Some refreshment, courtesy of my parents who don't know about it, he said, grinning. Did you bring a corkscrew too, I asked? It's a twist off cap. Amber glanced around. We'll get caught. No one is watching, Liam insisted. They card everyone here, Amber said. They're very strict. If we get caught, if we get caught, they'll take it away from us, Liam shrugged. Did you bring cups or anything? I asked. I saw the waitress walking toward us. She had our food on a tray. Wine tastes better right from the bottle, Liam said. Amber squeezed his arm. Hide it, quick, hide it, here she comes. Liam lowered the bottle to the floor between his legs. Jeannie set down our order on the table. She turned to Liam. What can I get you? What beer do you have on draft? Liam asked. She squinted at him. For you, I've got root beer. Sounds good, Liam said. I'll have a cheeseburger too. Can I have cheddar cheese? She stared at him. Oh, you're a gourmet. Funny, Liam said. And the Indians suck, Jeannie said, squinting at his cap. You're just trying for a big tip, Liam said. We all laughed, even Jeannie. She turned and made her way back toward the kitchen. Liam reached down to the floor and fumbled with the wine bottle. I saw Delia and Winks outside, he said, motioning to the door with his head. They were having a major fight, I think. Delia Foreman and Winks are our other two friends. Winks' real name is Rich Winkleman, but no one calls him Rich, not even his parents. Amber rolled her eyes. So what else is new? Yeah, they fight a lot, Liam agreed. He twisted off the wine bottle cap and placed it on the table. Then he glanced around to see if anyone was looking, raised the bottle, and took a long sip. He tried passing the bottle to Amber, but she waved no with both hands. I took it and had a quick taste. Oh, yuck, that is awful. Are you sure that's wine? It tastes like soap. Could be colder, Liam said. He took another drink and lowered the bottle to the floor. Delia is just too serious about winks, Amber said, shaking her head. You're definitely right, I agreed. I mean, how long have they been going together? A month? Maybe six weeks? Amber rolled a french fry between her fingers. He's going to hurt her. I know he is. Nah, Winks is a good guy, Liam said. I could see he was checking out three very hot young women squeezed into a booth across from us. For sure he's a good guy, Amber said. But he isn't serious like Delia. He doesn't have a serious bone in his body. True, Liam said, grinning. But that's why he's a good guy. I tried to warn Delia about Winks, I said. You know, just trying to be helpful. I mean, Delia 
only moved here last fall. She doesn't really know anyone. Except us, Amber said. She seems so... Helpless, I replied. Innocent. I've been trying to take care of her a little. Amber pushed her glasses up on her nose. That's what I like about you, Julie. You want to take care of everyone. Liam's eyes flashed. Julie, would you like to take care of me? Shut up, Liam, he laughed. Amber squeezed my arm. So when you warned her about Winks, what did Delia say? She told me to mind my own business. Winks and Delia appeared across the club. They were holding hands, but they had these strained, phony smiles on their faces. Delia looked pale, and even from halfway across the room, I could see that she'd been crying. Winks smiled when he saw us and came bouncing up to the table. He's a big, red-haired teddy bear of a guy, and his whole body bounces when he walks. He's open and friendly and loud and funny, lots of hugs and fist bumps, the kind of guy you like instantly when you see him. They say opposites attract, and I think Delia is his opposite in many ways. She's shy and speaks in a whispery mouse voice. She's tiny and delicate with pretty dark eyes and shiny black hair that falls in ringlets down to her shoulders. Hey, what's up? Winks grabbed the wine bottle from between Liam's legs and took a long slug. He wiped some wine that ran down his chin with the back of his hand, then lowered the bottle to the floor. Delia dropped into the chair next to me. How's it going? You already ordered? Yes, I... You talked to Zane? Is he nervous? Winks interrupted. I haven't seen him, I said. They have a green room, you know, for the performers to hang out. He's back there. If he bombs, I'm out of here, Winks says. I don't want to face him. If he bombs, we'll just tell him it was a bad crowd, Liam said. We didn't have any more time to talk. The lights dimmed and a spotlight swept over the small stage in front of us. A young guy wearing a blue and red Chuckles t-shirt over baggy denim jeans stepped into the stage carrying a hand mic. Hey everyone, I'm Stanley D and it's open mic night, he said. You know what that means? You'd better drink up. It'll make these guys seem a whole lot funnier. That got a small laugh. First up, we've got a very young comedian from Linden High North. He's so young, I had to burp him after his dinner. Let's give a chuckles welcome to Zane Finn, everybody. Mild applause, most people kept right on talking. Zane stepped onto the stage and took the mic from the MC. He was wearing his usual faded jeans, ripped at both knees, and a maroon t-shirt with big white letters that read, don't judge me. He saw us. Our table was just to the side of the stage. He smiled at me. He didn't seem nervous at all. Hello everyone, I'm Zane, he said, raising the mic to his face. Zane is an old biblical name that I think means, do you want fries with that? At least that's what my rabbi told me. That got a good laugh. I turned to see my friend's reactions. Whoa, Winks and Liam weren't even watching. Delia and Amber gazed up at Zane on stage, but the two boys were turned away, their attention somewhere else. I turned and followed their gaze. It was easy to see what they were staring at. A girl, a girl sitting by herself at the table behind us. A beautiful girl with wavy copper-colored hair and big green eyes, high cheekbones like a model and dramatic red lips. Maybe the most gorgeous girl I'd ever seen. Beautiful, like from another planet. Zane was into his routine on stage, but I was like Winks and Liam. I couldn't take my eyes off her. And I couldn't stop thinking. 
Why does she look so sad? And that's the end of the chapter. So you can see we've got our main characters and they've just brought in Morgan and that is gonna be the setup for the rest of the book. I hope you found, well, that first diary entry and chapter intriguing enough to check out this book. And if not, the library has a whole host of other books that you can read or you can listen to an audiobook on Digital Johnson County if you prefer. Anyway, check the show notes for books with similar themes. And I hope that you join me next time for another Next Reads.